Um, you know what's great about Zoom and about one facet of this pandemic? So there are people who are saying a pandemic is going to be like the great equalizer. It'll equal everybody, and it hasn't, of course. People of color have been dying at larger rates. Uh, you know, there's so many things that have shown that it's not. It's been highlighting inequality. Mm-hmm. There's one thing, though, that ties into this, the, the Hannibal reunion, which is why we're recording, is that everyone fucking is awkward on Zoom. Everyone's like, oh, hold on. You, you were kind of muted. Oh, bye. Like, everyone's saying goodbye for 10 hours. Like, you're going to be graceful. And, like, you're, everyone's got the little thing in their ear or they have a weird angle. It's, like, really low or it's, like, they're, like, really close to this. Like, it's great. It's uh, it's awful and terrible. Yeah, it it like it totally. I feel like devolves everything that we've like come to learn about like reading uh, body language during meetings or like uh, like all of that. You totally miss out on all of that. So like two yeah. people start talking at once, and then you're like, oh oh oh, oh sorry. Like, <laughs> so yeah, weird. someone's Wi-Fi is shitty, and their microphone is weird on their you know, on their computer. Or, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. This this truly has been the one thing we can all agree upon is that Zoom sucks. <laughs> and yet, I, there's one meme I saw months ago that was like, Skype, you fucked up. You had a 16-year head start. <laughs> yeah, <what laughs> I might fuck? have made the same joke on one of our two Zoom podcast episodes, and of season three, but I'm like, probably, it's so fucking funny. It's just like, really? Right. I'm like, at, up before the pandemic, I think I had used Zoom once before. I had never used it. I think one, like this one meeting I had and I had to download the app to do it because I'd never heard of this thing before in my life. And now they're probably like the most profitable company during this whole, this whole yep. thing. I got, I got a pro account now, courtesy of my work. It's very nice. Ooh. Look at me. I can host unlimited Leyland time group meetings and nice. all that fun stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look at I you. I needed it go. for work. And I was like, hey, I need this for work. They're like, all right. It's like 12 yeah. bucks a month. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the fanable community was had a moment to celebrate yesterday. We're recording this on the day after. Yesterday was the release because it wasn't when, when they recorded it. Mm-hmm. It was teased a few weeks ago. The release of the Nerdist House Hannibal reunion special, uh, and it was it was pure joy. It truly was. I like couldn't stop smiling and laughing during the yes. whole thing. It's just so okay. wonderful. Like, of course, I found myself being like, oh, I wish Larry was there. Oh, I would have loved to have seen, you sure. know, X person there. But it was just so wonderful. Like, how much they all genuinely enjoy each other. Um, how the funny stories, and like, it really, we'll, we'll get into it, but it really just highlights, like, how fucking brilliant of a show creator, showrunner, Brian Fuller is. Like, so yeah. exactly the director, showrunner you want. Yeah, right. It sounded exactly like that. Like he he had a vision, but it was also open to taking other people's interpretations Super and input. Open. Yeah. Um, he encouraged I mean, things at the box. He was like, all right, let's go for it. Yeah. And I read that Scorsese is kind of like that too, where he's like, you got an idea? Great, let's do it. Let's try yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine um, the other day about like tyrant directors. Uh-huh. And I heard this story. This is like not related to Hannibal at all. Sorry, quick tangent. Um, okay. I heard this story from Tandy Newton that John Woo refused to speak English during the production of oh, Mission Impossible no. 2. Oh, no. And she said it just made for like a extremely difficult production time, which I was like, yeah, obviously. And then like another sort of tyrant director, or like a couple other examples of like tyrant the only English to- is dove. It's like doves. Doves. <laughs> doves. <laughs> Japanese, Japanese time is doves. <laughs> right, right. Two guns, doves. Doves. Space off standards, doves. <laughs> but yeah, like David O. Russell, who did uh, Silver Linings Playbook and he's American like an Hustle. Yeah, he, he's amazing. But I've also heard he is like um, similarly like a tyrant. Really? And um, who's the other person? Cooper Fincher is like that too. Fincher, I've heard, who does mm-hmm. social network like dark, like Zodiac. Um, that his stuff is like he'll do like nine thousand takes. That it's like yeah. a joke now. It's like oh, you're in a Fincher movie. Get, like strap in. It's gonna be like. To, do it again do it again do it again yeah. you're just like yeah. what why are we doing this for the night i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so so anyway brian does not seem like that kind of a no it seems wonderful <laughs> it seems wonderful and like the people he surrounds himself with are super creative like the the atmosphere like that's was something that i gleaned from that 
there were so many just fun, heartwarming moments and also like really interesting mm-hmm. stories and like tidbits that were wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we just wanted to get together just to chat about it, to have our little take. It's been so fun hearing everyone's reaction on Twitter. You live tweeted it yesterday, which was great. I tried mm-hmm. to not look on Twitter because I was watching it later in the afternoon. I was like, I don't want to get spoiled, but I saw a few things. And I was like, oh, I, hot dogs are mentioned? Oh, I can't wait. And we have so many hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I thought I'd, I thought I'd live tweet. You know, obviously, Fanables were, were going crazy, too. It was so nice to just uh, sort of be in one place with Fanables again and, and be celebrating and talking about something so great. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so wonderful because it's such... Like it's such, like especially now with everyone being you know in their own homes and being distanced like, and it's one of those shows where like I don't have a network of friends beyond you obviously who's like who are really big fans of it. It's not one of those shows like a Game of Thrones or whatever, mm-hmm. where where it's kind of like in the zeitgeist commonly. Either you know the show and you love it, or you're like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. And so, listening to all of them talk about it, like recognizing this whole community and how in touch they are with the community that it isn't this like mi- like mystical thing that like you love and like mm-hmm. that like felt really real. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Like it's, it's real, it's this real thing. People love this show and like they understand mm-hmm. it and they get it and they're t- tapped in with it all. Yeah, that was a funny moment. Uh, I had the same sort of realization, just like hearing them, hearing these like real people, actors yeah. like speak from an objective point of view or like speak outside of the show about the show and like mm-hmm. recognize its existence. I was like, whoa, trippy. Like yes. this was a show that like, yeah, right. Doesn't just exist in this like little community that we have, but like actually exists like in the lives and memories of like all of these people too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that this is a starting point because it started from the beginning that this was a theme is that it made me feel a lot less like an idiot how yes. much they were like, it's nonsense. Because like, it's been something that I've worried about. I might've spoke to occasionally in our episodes of the show where I'm like, we call it bonkers. We're like, this was bananas. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, one, am I like just not of large enough mind to comprehend the metaphor? Right. B, am I like joking about something that other people who are really, who are also big fans of the show in the fandom are like, no, this is fucking serious. Like, they, like really like appreciate the, the poeticness of the language, all that stuff. And I'm like, well, this is crazy, right? And so I'm always worried that I'm like, kind of like patting on the head or like laughing at right. it. And it made me feel so heartened that like Julian Anderson's first comment in the entire thing was, I don't fucking know what I was talking about. Yeah, she's like, I, half the time, I didn't know what was going on. Right, I loved that, I know. And yes, I think I tweeted something like similar out where I was like, yeah. the moment that that Brian, or no, yes, Julian Brian, Jillian, okay, um, acknowledged that, no, I think it was Brian. Anyway, in season three, the like mm-hmm. meeting between uh, Delia and Will, uh, you know, the whole like is Hannibal in love with me scene, um, like outright said that that scene was nonsense. I was like, thank God, because that scene yeah. haunts me. Where I'm yeah. like, am I just a dumb dumb? And yeah, I'm and not. Speaking, and we're talking about that scene because they're like, they're both speaking and like without subtext. Like they're both like, just like saying the things and not explaining what they're saying. And they're right. both on the same wavelength. And I'm like, we're missing a thing here. I'm missing something, right. And similarly, yeah, to your point about the like humor of it all, it was also similarly comforting to hear so many cast members and, and members of the crew, whatever, um, say that the show was a like dark comedy. Oh, so um, funny, yeah. So funny. So many scenes, so many beats I can think of that are just like pure like textbook comedy to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. That was something I was interacting on Twitter recently. They're talking about um, one of the bits from the Florence episodes, early episode in season three. And I was like, it's legit just joke writing. Like this is, these are just jokes. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, when he stabs love, the guy in the head with the ice pick and yeah, like sits like, back down. That might've been a bit impulsive. Just like, <laughs> it's like a joke. Like the whole thing was hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and, and Chilton's character is hilarious. Like the whole, like every, every part of it. And I loved how when Raul was talking about the dinner party scene, which I got to rewind, I got to go back to season two. And talking yeah. about, like, I got to go back to season two, the late season two. <laughs> he's just like holding the squab like He's like, the fuck? <laughs> yes. Okay, wait. That's, so you saying you need to go back and rewatch it reminded me that I'm now rewatching it with Perry, who uh, it's, it's a rewatch for me, but it's his first yeah. time seeing the show. Okay, and, yeah. And we, we just started season three. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, I think we're blow his mind because that is such a great season. I mean, talk. I so before the finale of season two started, I was like, listen, this episode is like often 
lauded as like one of the best episodes, like maybe second to the series finale entire. Like it is so good. And he was like, okay, great. You should have seen his face whenever Abigail Hobbs yes. walked out, yes. <laughs> walked out from that hallway. Yes, he was it's like, done perfectly. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's flawless. Yeah, yeah, and like, oh, I loved her story, um, Casey Roll. Can I just say, I had I texted you this. It's like I had the biggest crush on Casey Roll now, and I want to take everything back of like us kind of like dragging her a yeah. little bit early season one. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Casey. Yeah, uh, I will. I can, I'll eat a little shit for all the I shit I gave that. Abigail I Hobbs. She was so charismatic, so fun. She was one of the people who, there's some people who I wrote like, occasionally her teen park seemed a bit checked out. She was laughing mm -hmm. sometimes, had a great story, but occasionally she was like, I gotta get up and like check, 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 check the charger. Like she literally got up one time and like, that's like fine, you do what you gotta do. But I, Casey was so into it and having so much fun connecting with all of them. Yeah. Um, and I loved her hair, like so cute. So cute. So, <laughs> such a cute little style on her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, what am I? And then Mads was like, I didn't even recognize you. I know, I was going to say, that was like my favorite sort of like early um, thing that happened that I thought was so precious. He was like, Casey, is that you? <laughs> She's like, hey, dad. Oh, was that like, was amazing. Ah. You know, everyone shrieked when she said that. Oh, that yeah. was wonderful. Um, yeah, like her hot, like the hot dog stories of her lying on the floor. There's been pools of blood. Um, and I know it's exhausting, but like to me, even... The, the idea of like having these long night shoots sounds so romantic and so wonderful, especially as an actor. I know it's exhausting and like you're gonna do hours of the stuff, but like, it sounds mm -hmm. like I would take that over going to the office, sitting on my computer, answering you know, like a shitty email, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, yeah, and especially if you're working with people like Mess and Hugh and Raul or, you know, whatever, like. It's creative sure atmosphere, it's everyone's so like in. Mm -hmm. And I love, he was like, yeah, I remember the beer I had about 10, 20 minutes after that scene. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Like that's the difference. You're like, fro like it's cold, you're covered in blood. You're like, can I, can I get a beer? Oh fuck, this is delicious. <laughs> oh, such a great, such a great time. Like seeing all these people together. I'm trying to yes. think of some more like moments that were, that you I really loved. You want to eat shit about your big thing about uh, Delia? Yes, I'll, I will, I'm so ashamed <laughs> of this. I will eat shit. But I also say it is probably a testament to her acting. I, you know, I did not know that Gillian Anderson was British. According to her Wikipedia page, she's British American. Okay. But she was like born and raised in, yes. in the UK. Did, not an inkling, not a clue. I knew who Dancy was British. I knew like mm. all these other people, not a fucking clue. Um, but she, she has like the most amazing accent, obviously. Accent. I, and I, I texted you, I said, I think I'm in love with her. Oh my gosh. So funny. I love how much British people just fucking swear. It's the best. I love how after like the fourth time she said fuck, she was like, oh, uh-oh, should I not have said that? And they're like, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's too late. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> I know, she looked, I mean, okay, right. So she, she looked amazing, but I mean, every person in that cast looked hot as hell like I, I tweeted about Aaron Abrams I was like he's giving me professor vibes right now like he is giving me yeah. like sexy TA um I mean he even said that by the way he said like in season four how many years later like he Z is a professor and he's like and I'm probably gotten in trouble with a student and I was like oh nice yes and I volunteer as tribute because that man is hot um I mean every, the whole cast is just a smoke show. Um, yeah. So it was, it was nice to lay eyes on them, easy on the eyes. Oh, it was wonderful. Speaking of accents, though, I do love, I was thinking this, like, you know, Hugh Dancy, obviously, is British. Jillian Anderson, like, these amazing, like, doing great American accents. I can't think of anything I've seen Mess Mickelson in, although it's funny, all of them were calling him Mads. So I was like, I guess you just call him Mads. Uh, even if Mess well, Brian, Brian pronounced his name correctly. Okay. He was, like, the only one. <laughs> the only one, right? Um, you, you, you know that he's like, after decades, he's like, fuck it, it's mad. Like, whatever, you call me Mads, like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, he never doesn't sound like himself. Like, Mads Mikkelsen always has that Danish, I mean, this is around him speaking in English, always sounds like him. Like, mm -hmm. as Hannibal, as Le Chiffre in Casino Royale, as Caecilius in Stop Straight, he's the same, it's, it's the exact same. He never yes. does anything else. 
And you know what? You've got to respect that. Like, sure. I, speaking of another show that I'm rewatching, I'm rewatching Halt and Catch Fire right now. Yeah. And the guy who played, I can't remember the guy's real name, but the, the gentleman who plays Bosworth, the like older Texas guy, he's also mm-hmm. in Glow. He Great. plays um, Betty Gilpin's like boyfriend in the later season. Uh, amazing actor but he is always he always has that texas accent Texas accent yeah and he he always plays like an older gentleman with a lot of money from texas yeah. Yeah. i was like you know what fuck it it's working out for him great like why would he need to change so why yeah. would mess need to need to be any different i also feel like it's harder for someone who english is not their first language flipping accents right it means english is fantastic it's flawless but if you're british welsh irish american australian kiwi mm. like that's English is still your first language, so then you can kind of jump between dialects versus like, I'm already speaking in a different language that isn't my native language. Now I'm gonna try and modulate my accent. I feel like that's a, yeah, it's another step. I will say that the Scandinavians, and this is, you know, from all my, all my family in Scandinavia and all that, the Scandinavians, like English is, it might as well be their like 1, 1. 1.5 accent. 100%. They start learning English so soon. That's all you're wild. So fluent in it yeah. that it, it like almost doesn't matter. So, oh, but, but right, yeah. <laughs> it, it must be, um, it must be maybe a little bit harder to, to flip to true like, I love his little Danish thing going on. Like, oh my gosh, I know. Wonderful, the way he says, it, says his S's. He was so chill, sitting on a deck in Copenhagen somewhere, a beautiful patio, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer. Oh, chef's kiss. I mean, he like... looked so chill. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, he was, it was so fun. Like, I loved hearing his, his, the, this, the, that, these are the kind of panels when you like touch on like, oh, there are some people who are just like, you know, acting is incredibly complicated, but you, it's one of those things that at your core, you either have it or you don't. But there are some people who I think are more physical, who kind of like go with instinct and gut and kind of just go with the character. And some people who are really cerebral about it. And it's obvious that Mads mm-hmm. is so smart, obviously, but like the way he was being like, you know, this is how I want to take it. This is the nature of Hannibal. Like he loves beautiful mm-hmm. things. It isn't necessarily about love, but it's about beauty. And it's, He's the devil, but all like, just like the way he was talking about, it, I'm not doing it justice right now, thinking of a good anecdote, but just like, he's so, so analytical about it. And like, we really had thought all of these elements through. It wasn't like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of just went with my gut. I kind of just went in something I can't describe, but he has, it's so clearly articulated his idea of the show and of Hannibal, the character. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think of when he was talking about, um, sort of adapting with the text and adapting what Anthony Hopkins had done. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't like- You, you didn't mention Brian be... Cox's name. I kind of felt bad for Coxie. He was like, any uh, other people who have done it? And I was anybody? like- Brian Cox. So Brian Cox is, was on WTF a few, like a month or two ago. Yeah. Love it. And then by the way, since then I've watched all of Succession. Holy shit. What um, did I tell you? Holy I know. fucking shit. Season I two know. of Succession especially. Holy, oh my God. Uh, yes. Listeners get on board. Get on it. Uh, um, but right, so but, but he was kind of like touchy about Anthony Hopkins. He's like, yeah, we don't talk about it. I know Anthony, but we don't talk about Hannibal. And oh. I was like, really interesting because he he was the first ever Hannibal, but now everyone thinks of Anthony Hopkins. So I think Cox is a little bit salty about hmm. like Hannibal Lecter, um, and it's like everyone thinks of Anthony Hopkins and now kind of mess Mickelson, and he's like, hmm. fuck, I did it. That's I did it first. <laughs> I did. <it. laughs> but but right, so so Mess was talking about yeah, all these previous adaptations and wanting to be different, but not simply like separating for separating sake. Like you mm-hmm. wanted to have a sort of thoughtful reason as to why you were making a different choice than Anthony had or Brian had or whoever. Um, and I thought that was a really great point because I feel like so often whenever you're a char- like an actor does a character that's been done before, especially like famously, like I think of like the Joker, um, like Heath Ledger having done it and then um, Jared Leto, it just felt like, um, like he, I don't know, like it didn't, it didn't feel as thought out, obviously very different characters, but it, it then, you know, the Joker and Hannibal, but something about Jared Leto's adaptation, mm-hmm. like didn't feel, it felt like separation for separation's sake. It felt yeah. like different for a different sake. And you don't get that from Mrs. Hannibal. It no. feels like a fully fleshed out, like purposeful character that is similar to previous ad- adaptations in many ways, but also starkly starkly different um so i right i appreciated his like really thoughtful like talking about what what drives hannibal Mm -hmm. also like 
um, sort of the connection between Hannibal and Will and yeah. them wanting After to be like wanting to have, yeah, having someone in, in your world that sees you and how they both want that. And um, I thought that that was really lovely. Yeah, really insightful. Yeah, the, yeah, the bit, that, that's what made me think about it. I just watched it again a bit when he was like, there's always somebody in the room who you really want to see you. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone has that person. And you finally see somebody who might be seeing you for who you are that like you really want to cling on to that. Um, yeah. I loved that. Yeah, I loved, I just loved how generous they all are about the show, bringing their interpretations. But I think nobody ever was talking about it like, even Brian, like, this is how it's supposed to be. They're like, listen, we love that the fans take different directions. We love that they've kind mm-hmm. of made it their own, that it, this is something that that's bigger than just us who created this show. This isn't our thing. Um, and I think that that both stems from it not being a piece of original content. It was from books, which also had previous movies. And so, like, because of that, you're not working with something totally original that, that they created from scratch at the same time. You could see see some other people being like, no, this is our Hannibal. Like, no, he's like this. And like, they were such open to Mm -hmm. to exploring stuff. Yeah. Um, Especially when Brian's talking about the sexuality aspect. He's like, you know, these fans run the gamut from, you know, pansexual, asexual, everywhere in between and on top and everywhere different ways. And he's like, you know, I love that we're opening these doors and exploring these things at the same time. It's not shoving it in your face. It's not explicit. It's not letting anybody, it isn't kind of closing anybody out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked his comment that <laughs> uh, Hannibal's the devil and the devil's pansexual. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, actually that makes sense. Like, yeah. right. It's all about just like whatever's beautiful, whoever's beautiful. Great. Like, yeah, all right. I'm down. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> oh Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved, I loved all those realizations. Like I loved that element of it. I just also loved just like the stories. Um, Raul, especially just like him talking about how I loved when they got into Chilto constantly being killed. And, and when Brian compared him to Kenny, um, yeah. that made me laugh so much. It's like, yes, every, every season he's like, oh, he's gonna get shot in the face. It's his kid, his li- first, before that, he gets his fucking guts taken out. Right. And, and then put he back in. The head, and then he gets burned to a crisp. And then, right. like, all of these things happen to him. Yes. I know. And Raul's like, I don't, I think there, there is no death die. that he would ever, he will never die. Yes. Um, Which I love that. Like, he's an immortal. He's some kind of like, <laughs> some vampire. Sort of God. <laughs> I know. I love all of Raul's, like, uh, <laughs> he just seems like such a, uh, he just seemed like kind of salty about it all, but like in a fun way. He was like, yeah. oh, all those hours in makeup. And Seven and a half hours, yeah. I loved the story about the like burn unit consultant yes. they brought on. And he, yes. <laughs> and he was like, oh, like would he be, would, would like Chilton be able to rest his arm here? And the consultant was like, oh, that, that man? Oh, he'd be dead. He'd yeah, be dead. Like, yeah. Like are we even like, you know, what, what world are we living in now? <laughs> this guy would be fucking dead. He would have been dead seasons ago. He would have been like, yeah. or my question, I wish somebody asked him this, like, why is Chilton still doing Chilton things? Why is he not? I mentioned that, like, you, you got gutted by a dude. Okay, great. Pack it in. Retire. Like, cash your chips. Oh, my gosh. Get at, the fuck at the out first of opportunity, I would have been like, I am moving to, like, the south of France. You're like, never going to see I don't need this. I don't need this. <laughs> you know? No. He's like, no, I'm back. No, I'm selling books. No, I'm constantly doing this stuff. Exactly. Well, he's such a, you know, Chilton's such a... He's gotta he's gotta be into something. He's gotta be scheming. He's gotta be profiting off of some bullshit. Yeah. But I know I loved I loved all of Raul's stories. And I also tweeted this moment too where he was like complaining about how cold it was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think it was Hugh that was like, You were in a wheelchair and were on fire. Mess, so yeah. don't <laughs> talk to me. Yeah. And you were on fire. <laughs> it do, it did look fucking cold there at all times i mean we've we've mentioned that a million times it's like never not winter yeah yeah (laughs) it's like we're speaking of never not a tangent but we've recently watched the new emma watson live action beauty and the beast with elliot she enjoys it It, it's not as good obviously than the cartoon it's weird um but like i couldn't remember this was in the cartoon too but his castle is cursed like when he's obviously all the things are alive but like it's perpetual winter around the beast castle and i'm like this is kind of like the world in hannibal it's just always winter yeah, he's, he, they're in some sort of cursed, uh, some sort of cursed bubble exactly. city. <clears throat> yeah, man. What else? I just I died laughing whenever 
Jillian. I mean, there were so many good moments with Jillian. I mm-hmm. died laughing when she was going on and on about, oh, like how long it took to be, to get dressed up like David Bowie and, yes. oh, and like, uh, and everyone was like, wrong show. <laughs> that was American. That was amazing. She's like, Jesus. She's like, I don't, she's like, also, was it before that or around that moment when she was like muted, she was saying something and like her mom, she like had her hand over a microphone or something, which was a great Zoom. I'm like, this is great. Like, yes. these are all these special actors. And yet they're like, hey, you're mute. You're muted. I can't hear. I can't. <laughs> Can you hear me? Like that's like also included in this. It wasn't edited out. Like that's just them. Hey, you're muted now. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I think you're on your. And then she's like, I just don't have anything to say. I don't have anything. She's to like, say. I don't know. She's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> she's precious. I just Amazing. every every moment with her was so good. It made me want to know what she was working on in Chicago that she was flying up there like every morning. I thought it was American Gods. Yeah, Chicago at four a.m. We got a plane come up here like, yeah I th- was it not i thought it was american gods oh, that she it? said that she was working on this at the same time i didn't know american gods was happening at the same time as as hannibal i thought it came out a little bit after but it might have still been filming it might have been starting it, it might have been in production right during that same time fair enough I don't know. it wasn't x files <laughs> i wish <laughs> can't believe that bitch hid her britishness from me all this I know, time no she succeeded you know you have your 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 scully for for a debt you know for so long and was like oh you're british she's, she's too good is the problem too good exactly correct just like bedelia the smartest person in the room and I thought <laughs> all of them were like i thought i was the smartest person in the room you told all of us that <laughs> <laughs> The food what? stories were also great. Like that, that's what blew my mind was that it was that Janice Poon was actually making the things. I assumed yeah. it was like, this is this crazy thing, but it's like prop food. It's like, you know, we're eating this, but it's like actually like fucking ground beef. Like it's like whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. I made the blood chocolate. No, uh, Janice is an absolute queen. Yes, she um, is like a true artist. And yeah. And I, I also love, I was like, of course, I love that she made like multiples of everything, which I was yeah. like, obviously that makes sense. But like, holy shit, that must have, I hope she had a good team behind her because like that oh, must yeah. have taken forever. Well, but that, that also speaks to the creativity like that Brian Fuller pulls in because she's like, most people tell me like, Brandon, all right, calm down. And Brian's like, no, 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 bring it up, bring it up. What, what else you got? And you got fish. Right. Oh, great, great, good, cool. Right. Um, also played into like the idea that we have been kind of making fun of the show in some ways but like I've also felt kind of worried about it and then they were making fun of it which gave me a like really helped me feel better was that all of them were like yeah this guy's like cooking these insane things with like skulls on the plate with snakes like he's right here guys right like hello could we you know was like could we point the finger at someone else for once like at you know remember this this was also ostensibly a crime show right and and at some point they're all everyone's looking for the killer and here's a guy with like tongues and like big eggs and weird skulls on his plate and like i don't know if it's this guy or not probably not (laughs) probably no it's not i know it's like the same um I think I've talked about like the same sort of connection of like, not nah, couldn't be the most obvious person um, as it is in like Dexter. Exactly. It's like, oh, we're looking for someone with like a medical background who like, oh no, it couldn't be the guy that like works right here in, no, no. in our office who no. like works with medical supplies all the time and nah. Yeah, that's like, Obviously. have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Another guy who wow. I feel like is really great creatively is Joss Whedon, I love Joss Whedon. And that's, they, when this Chris Hemsworth and all these people, they're going to the cabin, they go to this gas station, and the guy's really creepy, and he's like, you won't go that way. And they're like, all right, man. And then later, the, the people, usually you haven't seen it. It's like a horror movie, but mm-hmm. it's like a spoof of a horror movie. So these like friends, college friends are going to this cabin in the woods, and they only get murdered by things. But actually, it's this co- company who's like, every year brings people to this cabin on vacation and like six, six monsters on them to sacrifice them to these giant gods. Spoiler alert for Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. But they're like, listen, they're practically told, don't go to the thing. The spooky guy's a plant. Yeah. He's there to warn them, but no one ever listens to him. No one ever listens to the spooky guy. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. I, I loved that. I loved like, I remember, I think it's on How Did This Get Made, they talked about, like food takes your heart because like you you, you want to not eat too much in a take because you're gonna have to do it over and over again. And then mm. when uh, mess is like Lawrence and I were eating the oysters and we were or the foie gras and we were just like we're gonna flub this take so he can eat more foie gras. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And I think it was like Jillian who ate just like dozens of oysters. So many for oysters. Like once. <laughs> oh and acorns gosh. too. I should never actually, we never saw her eat an acorn, which was like, that's one thing I wish I could have seen. Whatever the yeah, hell you do with an acorn. Um, bite hard. Exactly. Yes. Let's see what else. Um, I loved this very simple answer from Mess when the moderator asked if Hannibal would wear sandals, Mm -hmm. and uh, Mess just goes, "No." Yeah. uh, No. No, that would be (laughs) rude. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "I'm not going to show my fucking feet." No. I was thinking I would imagine he would wear like sabas or estradrills or something like that. You know what sabas are? They're from Turkey. They're like really nice handmade leather slip-on shoes. So. I'm going to look them up. S-A-B-A-H. B-A-H. They're now all over my, I got one Target ad on Instagram and I clicked on it. I was like, these look cool. And so now I'm like drowning in Saba ads on Instagram now. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can see those. You know I mean? sure. Like he'd be wearing that on the beach. He'd wear like nice oh. dock siders, a little high, you know, and then he'd wear one of those slip-on oh. something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh my gosh, so, so many great no, moments. Sunny and sweaty would be season four. I sunny and sweaty. And sweaty, like, great. I would love this on a beach. I would love like a beach season where we're all yes. like, uh, or somewhere else and we're just like hanging out. Hannibal's making like, co- like rum cocktails and they're just like Hi, on Madison. a beach. Yeah, I know my dog's behind me. I had to stop her. Listeners probably heard like a jingling a little bit ago when she was scratching herself and she was like jingling Hi, her Madison. collar. Sweet girl. She's like, I hang out in here. It's cool. I'm quiet. Yeah. Most of the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I so wish. Great to see I, everyone's faces. It was so good. You're right. I do. I didn't even think about this at the time, but I do wish that Lawrence Fishburne had been there. Yeah. He's the one person. Like, Freddie would have been fun, too, to have. Freddie. They actually played Freddie Lowndes. Yeah. It would have been fun to have her there because she would have been like, you were in some crazy costumes and, like, you had some wild scenes. And they're like, yeah. Which got me thinking about Zeller. I was like, because I recently rewatched some season one, and I was like, oh yeah, like Zeller, like so, like ratted out to Freddie Lowndes one episode, like episode. Yes. That never got picked up as like a thing. Yeah, not really, right? <laughs> like once Hannibal, I guess, like sort of came on the team more or less. Like they kind of got along, and then of course, like once Hannibal gets like arrested or whatever, he's back to hating him. But yeah, I remember that early on, he was like a real douche, and he like was like. He like like spread a rumor like you know like like leaked something like who yeah. leaked this to the press and I was like oh this is gonna be a thing like Zeller's gonna be like a rat he's gonna be like, you know kind of like selling stories nope nope which probably good like like I'm glad like we didn't need that subplot yes uh, right um, I did. I did like um, their talk about the like the sassy science crew being the comic relief yes. And, Price being like, um, I was playing that serious. <laughs> like, I, I was playing it. all of those, all of those scenes serious. Um, yeah. And there was like one scene when he was like in Hannibal's kitchen, and he did a scene, and the director was like, "All right, now let's uh, let's try to do a serious one." And he was like, "That was my serious one." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh, all right." And I also have to eat shit. I didn't know that Caroline. Um, Davaron was, her name was pronounced Caroline, not Caroline, but she's, yeah. she's Canadian. I'm assuming she's French Canadian. Right. Um, I didn't realize it was Caroline. They kept saying Caroline and I was like, who's that? Oh, okay. It's Alana. That's our I girl. I love the other hot dog story was great where they were going to do their sex scene. And again, another moment I was like, I'm so glad that they're calling out how insane this is. Like, yes. they acknowledge how pretentious the show was. And yet they're yes. kind of making fun of it, which is great. Like it wasn't like we're doing our love sequence, which of course the kaleidoscopic nature of it spoke to, you know, very serious about the whole thing. They're like, listen, it was in a fucking bonkers sequence. Right. Yeah, we're like naked with our like, you know, like modesty things on, like huddled in a corner, just eating hot dogs. <laughs> yes, I did like the honesty uh, uh, about that scene. Um, yeah, they're like all oh, that kaleidoscope bullshit, whatever. <laughs> they're just like, I don't know. I, by the way, I changed on our Twitter. It used to be bonkers and flowery, which we came up during the episode, during our series on, on, on our show. And uh-huh. I changed it to purple and bloated. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's I'm an appropriate Purple change. and bloated wonderfulness, which is a great yes. way of describing the show. Oh my gosh. I love that when he said he wanted to play a purple and bloated character. 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like, yeah. And that like, I'm, I, I, I haven't watched American Gods yet, but I'm, I'm so all in on everything Brian Fuller does and like yeah. whatever he I, makes next. I watched the first few episodes, I believe. Um, it's good. It was like, oh, it was almost too bonkers for me. I was like, you're well, losing the, me, Brian. <laughs> the book is wild. The book is like that. Like yeah, I read the book and the figured. book is wild and it's very dreamlike and it jumps back and forth. It's really, yeah. So yeah, I can imagine the show being just like, all right, let's, let's do this. It's a lot of that. Yeah. Oh man. I, <gasps> I wish they would do these more often. Like I wish I it was like once a month, the whole, the whole gang got well, together. You know, like I would imagine, you know, having never been to Red Dragon Con or, like any of the other fanable fests, like I would imagine the panel discussions, like this is probably what you get if you go to a Comic-Con or you go to one of these things with Hannibal or any other show, you know? And it's so nice to have them like this so that we can all watch them. Yeah. Um, you know, if there weren't a pandemic, we would never have this. So we, thanks, Yeah, God. we probably wouldn't have seen this at all. <laughs> Isn't so that thanks, weird? COVID. <laughs> God damn it. God so, damn it. Do you think this is going to be a quick closing discussion? Like, do you think there's going to be actually going to be a season four ever? It's one of those things where I feel like, of course, I want it. I want to see more of this. And I know they're all on board. And I love how on board all of them are for it. I feel like that's the key element is that, like, right. isn't something like, we want to do it. And, and they're like, oh, we, the story was already told. Like, this isn't like we're trying to, trying to force it. Like, there's more story to be told. Right. Um, at the same time, I feel like every year we keep asking for it. I'm always so worried that if we get it, it's not going to live up to our whatever expectations we have in our head. Yeah, that's you know so I mean? real. <laughs> I mean, so do I think it'll ever happen? I do kind of have some hope. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm just like so deep in the like fanable world that to me, it seems like it's kind of still top of like the cultural zeitgeist, but I, I still feel like it has enough support, enough chatter around it. Obviously, the, the cast and crew were on board. I don't understand what the fucking holdup is. Like, I don't understand, especially now that it's on Netflix. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, what's the money? Like, what's, it's got to be about the money. Like, who's, who's, like, who's person needs to open to make this happen? Like, who needs to be convinced? Like, Right. We need a, a wealthy philanthropist who's willing to put up the cash Bezos. for this. I'm surprised by Amazon. I guess Amazon Prime doesn't get enough hits. Like, come on, Bezos. You have like $10 trillion. Yeah, honestly. Um, but I know there is always that worry that like, right, is it going to be what we, you know, with any like reboot or any like return to something that has been previously like really well liked, is it going to be as good? But I feel like, I feel like Fanables have always been able to find like the the art and the good and even the episodes that we've rated are in our very scientific rating system we've rated them super low um you can still like get online and find people who like adore that that episode or like have found the the little chunks of it that like really speak to them or whatever so i i feel like it would be good no matter what yes and it's the people and it's the actors the characters It's the writing, like it's the people involved and like they would do it the right way. I feel like the way Brian was talking about it, I feel like he has a lot of that already written or sketched out. Like it isn't like he'd be like, oh, we're going to do it. Okay, great. I got to think about writing it. He's like, once someone like gives us money, like I already got a storyboard. I already have. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that too with like some of his answers to uh, folks' questions of like, you know, obviously would would Will and Hannibal ever be together or like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he had these like perfectly... Uh, like thought out answers and I was like honestly I'm sure he gets asked these questions once every 10 minutes on Twitter so much much. and and it's been it's just like such a big part of his life I'm sure he has I'm sure he has thought about how this would get mapped out yeah um and he's and I trust him would do uh it's been x many years it isn't like the fall Mm. during the next day you know they've aged this much okay fine we're gonna age them Um, And I love, like, there was a moment of realization I had, and I have this a lot when I'm watching something that's an adaptation of a book or another version of it, when I'm like, this can be its own thing. It can be inspired by Thomas Mm -hmm. Harris' novels. We know Silence of the Lambs, but we don't necessarily ever have to have Clarice and Buffalo Bill. We don't necessarily ever have to have that. Like, this, this is Hannibal. This is its adaptation of that work, and we can take the story wherever the fuck we want to take it. You know, absolutely. Like Will Graham, it was never is never mentioned in Silence of the Lambs. He was his past character in the world from the base of the books, but like, right, he didn't continue to be alive. Like, 
you know? And so I had that moment where I'm like, oh, right. It can be whatever they want it to be for this, for this world. It doesn't have to be like, well, the book doesn't say this. So we have, <laughs> we can't make this like season four has to be this story wise. Right. There's always something I never, I, again, I haven't read the book, so I don't have that in my head. And yet still I'm like, well, you, what's going to happen next story wise? Like I, I'm assuming sounds and lambs is next, but like, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. No, it's yeah. so real. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Uh, gives gives uh, the the creative team a lot of a lot of freedom to just do what they want, do what the fans want to see, exactly. do what the actors want to do. Like yeah, and we're, we're based on where the story took you at the end of season three. Okay, yeah. let's let's move forward from there and let's tell our own story with these characters from inspired by this world. Exactly. Um, which is yeah, that was the hardest thing when I first watched the Harry Potter movies, and I'm like, oh, that's not in the book, mm-hmm. therefore it's wrong. No, it's a different thing. Um, also, I'm going to add to June Diane Raphael's chorus of JK, shut the fuck up. Yeah, fuck you, JK. He needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, this, this, this doubling is the hill? Down. It's the doubling down, like, that really is like, whoa, just, just, just like, you know, just like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to fucking shut I'm, I'm going to double, I'm going to triple down on this. I'm like, honey, this is the hill you are dying on. This one? And, fuck and like, you. are you, like, a, like, are you been a, like, a, why are you victimized by like, what do you care? Like, I just like. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck does this have to do with your life at all? Let's just leave people alone, JK. I know. Oh and God. like, I have such a connection to those stories and will always love that world. And there are people like, I know Daniel Radcliffe, other people in the Harry Potter and the Sacred Text podcast have been like, once you create art, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It's like basically as a way of justifying mm. still loving this world and still reading these books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I know. I needed. I needed. A, I needed a way to justify still wanting to watch the movies as comfort food and still reading. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess I know. Like, I listen, I'm gonna if... put on power later. I need to justify listening to Kanye now. Like, <laughs> I like this song, I, but I, I need to justify it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I. I wonder if like more in this culture that we're building this like not only cancel culture but like being more critical of work and of the people who create that work Mm -hmm. i wonder if more tv shows and movies are going to do the thing that um uh what was it gone with the wind like they put a sort of preamble at the beginning that's like this was like this was a certain time and like Like this person's talking about it here's like here's the history behind it like blah 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 and now here's the movie like i just wonder if more more movies will as more prob- yeah. problematic people show their fucking ass. Well, well, speaking of that, and in a way of just like literally canceling this person, which, you know, I, I, I like, we talked about Jamila Jamil some. I like that yeah. she has to be open about her process of figuring things out. And she's also made a clear distinction on cancel culture versus calling out. And like those get conflated as the same thing and they're very different, mm. you know? Oh my God, my daughter is nap time, just like yelling dumb things. Hang on one second. You can keep talking about something Okay, now she's just singing a hole in the wall. She's singing some random song just really loudly. Oh, good. Supposed to be her nap, and she's not napping. She's just like singing a song from Trolls right now. Well, yeah, she is uh, a Le- she is a Leo. So, what do you expect? Yeah, what do you expect, right? Um, <laughs> whatever that means. She's. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Like call out, cancel. Yes. So, yeah. Blanche and I love the challenge on MTV. Love the challenge it used to be real world real world challenge it's been the challenge for deck for a year it's like season, it's like season 35 um i've always watched it over her shoulder this is the season that i've been watching every episode every wednesday night with her it's been so much fun i love this show um but one of the contestants d t- tweeted some shit right during the, the this new big wave of blm stuff being like blah 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 like listen like i got it like making some like um bbc jokes and all this stuff and some of them got like like attacked and so now for, for, for every episode, it's like MTV has severed its ties with her. We don't stand for her, blah, blah, blah. And she's been fucking edited out. So like whenever they have to mention her name, they'll do it. Otherwise, she's not wow. mentioned. There's no talking head of her anymore. There's no like, you know, behind like, nothing. She's gone. She's in the, sh- the, the show still. But she's not now. She got eliminated. Spoiler alert. Um, Spoiler. But, uh, up until this point, before, from then up to the point, she's like was barely ever featured in the show. The editors were like, all right, we're going to re-edit this. And like, just like, basically like, you don't ever see her. <laughs> That's, that is really interesting. I hadn't like encountered a, a response like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that's one way to do it, right? Like just out of yeah. sight, out of mind, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
no, what a what a time to be alive. I mean, it's this this moment in history, like has brought out I was talking about this with my with my fiance earlier has brought out like people's true colors in a way that I I can't even imagine between between coronavirus and we see how people react to what Mm -hmm. whether they perceive themselves at risk or not or others at risk or not and how they and how they act uh, based on that Um, and this like you know sort of recent like resurgence of Black Lives Matter and all the support behind that people I mean, it's become just a real way to see where people in your life stand <laughs> yeah. um, and how far they, they have to, to go and to learn. Um, it's really quite exhausting at times. As yeah. someone who's a person of color, like especially the Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm tired. You the whole movement, right? Correct? As a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's me. I'm the spokesperson. <laughs> As a woman of color. Let me, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just I've been so exhausted for I know, so long. I know I get this, I have to speak for every white male, cisgender white male. It's like yeah. so tiring. Yeah, I bet. Poor you. <laughs> oh, the fatigue oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. It's uh, a lot. And especially us in the South, I just feel like things are just that much tweaker. It's just um, wild I mean you you have like, the yeah. wave of virus right now, back to coronavirus and being in the South. It's like, all right, you aren't like, we're getting ours now. Truly, I, it makes me so very sad. My like hometown school system just announced oh that they're God. opening up at, as normal, oh just nothing. Uh, no, yeah. no. If you're, if you're a, an educator and you get sick, you get two weeks of sick pay. Insane. Um, I'm married to an educator and she's like, I will not be a sacrificial lamb. No. <laughs> no, I, I I just I can't stop thinking about one of the things that your your wife posted about like uh, how traumatic would it be if your teacher fucking died of coronavirus? Mm-hmm. Your kid, your teacher dies, and you have to wonder if it was you who like passed it on to her. Yeah, I mean, I I was like, holy hell, like that would haunt me. Yeah, for the rest of my life. Yeah, and she's like, if you're serious about opening up schools, close every fucking thing else down. Establish yeah. universal basic income. Bail out the restaurants, small businesses. If you want open school, do what the other fucking countries are doing. Like the Germany's opening a school. Yeah, because they did the fucking right thing immediately. Right, right, exactly. But they're able to. They right. get to. We don't get to. Right. <laughs> we don't get to have both things at the same time. Like you, you no. can also have like Margaritaville be open for patio service and be able to have school right now. I'm sorry. No, sorry. We can't have our cake and eat it too right now. Right now. I know it's what we're yeah, used to. up in April. Because we fucked right. up in April and March. March, really. We fucked like, right. that's what we get now. Truly, March. <laughs> God, I know. Sorry to go on this, like, soapbox, yeah. but, yeah, you know, the, the world we live in. Too. The world we live in also has Hannibal in it. And it has these wonderful, yes. creative, generous people in it. Um, I mean, yeah. And that and was, that was one thing, I was, as I was tweeting, like, people were like, oh, my gosh, this is just so nice to have this right yes. now. Like, to have all of us together, to have the, the group of these, like, wonderful artists together, to talk about this thing that we love so much. Like, truly a, a breath of fresh air it was so yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 it was pure joy. And they were all, I just, I love the things like that when people are earnestly interested in something. Like, that, like, yeah. they're not like, hey, how's it going? Like, I'm kind of being brought on this panel right now, but I don't really want to be here. Like, well, I would imagine some junkets are like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, it's great. You're like, they're all like, hey guys, like, you know, oh Casey, I didn't recognize you. Like, they're all just so happy to see each other and so happy to talk about it, which you could totally feel. And that was so great. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I mean. Let's get more, let's get season four. Let's do something, we'll be around. On Twitter, doing our rewatches, doing some tweeting. Your tweet of your wonderful face and your flowers got lots of love. Oh, thanks. I just, I was like, oh, I don't have a flower crown, but I do have these like fake flowers in my um, bathroom right here. I just sort of like stuck those on my head. I just bought some sunflowers from the farmer's market. So my footer, I put a sunflower from the vase and just stuck it in my ear. And I was like, here. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. I loved your pick and your nails look great too. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We wanted to get something out. Um, yeah. Nice and short. We actually did it this time. Relative, we did it. We, we said we're going to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we 
are you saying you don't miss our um, hour and 45 no, minutes? No, I love, I, I do miss them. And I miss Eat the Crude. I've, a friend of mine has gotten me into uh, the mukbangs, which I didn't know about on YouTube. It's just like people eating in their car. Um, and I, I was like, oh, we've already done those. We've done those. Auto- yeah. like, and then I did one. I've been getting this, this subscription called Universal Yums, this, these snacks in different countries every month. Um, and I got Scandinavia, and then it was Philippines and the UK. And today, the, the Thailand box came. This fucking mm. snacks look wild. And last year, months for the UK, a friend of mine was like, please send me a video review of the, these uh, rhubarb custard bonbons, these chewy bonbons. And so he was like, I was like, from my car? Like, yeah, of course, from your car. So I went, into my, went outside of my house, sat in my car, and recorded myself eating them and did like a four-minute review. And he was like, dude, you got to get a fucking YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm kind of like watching people do it. I'm like, I could do this. I yeah. can get a channel of like, it would be a pseudonym. It wouldn't be Jack, but I'll but make sure I share it on our Twitter. And I'd be like, here, it's me, Greg. Uh, Greg's, Greg. Greg's Snacks. Uh, Greg's my pseudonym, Greg Piasso. That's already, I have an alter ego. Adult. Oh, and I would just no. make a channel with Greg Piasso and I would be eating snacks in my car. It wouldn't be like other mukbangs where I'm like, I'm gonna eat a whole large pizza and like make myself really sick. I'd be like, I'm gonna do snack reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We need to order some stuff from that, that New York company that has those like international snacks. Yes. Yes. All those, like, kind of similar. Yeah. That's like super snacks or uh, something super like that. Super snack store or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Universal Yums is awesome. I just got the, the, the Thailand one has this like a uh, potato bar with wrapped in seaweed that that's flavored like uh, shrimp and mayonnaise, like, like shrimp salad flavored stick. Um, I just had like a banana chewy that was fucking awesome. Um, there's some wild stuff. The Scandinavian one was universally good except for the salted licorice, which is a big thing in Finland and Sweden. And it was yes. so disgusting. I really yes. wanted to like it. It is. I can't choke it down. I never have been able to. My Swedish family just like eats them like yes. they're nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> it was disgusting. Um, I didn't like the UK. They had lamb and mint chips from Wales. And I really wanted to like them. And I didn't. And I was very Whoa. sad. Yeah, that sounds. The honey like and mustard it, ones were dope, though. Okay, that sounds good, man. Yeah. Lamb and mint—that sounds like it. It should work. Well, it, it works if it's real lamb and mint, but when it's like lamb right. powder on a chip, you're like, "What the fuck am I eating?" Lamb concentrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, like, I, I was just like, "These don't, don't." They actually didn't even have like. I wish that they were worse. They didn't taste like anything, which was the most disappointing part of it. Oh, I was yeah, like, "You got to give me something." <laughs> something to either something to gross out on or 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 love yeah man well mm. all right okie dokie it was good to see your face good to chat about that reunion i'm gonna rewatch it again probably so such a happy oh my thing gosh. me too i know it's I'm such really just pure sunshine <laughs> yes yeah it was good to see you too all right fanables take care all right y'all bye, bye.